Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's good, Internet? It is Austin Walker. Welcome to Waypoint Radio, a special episode. Something that a lot of people have been clamoring for for, I guess, two years now? We, years, two years ago, 2017, had a, a great episode, one of my all-time favorites, uh, with uh, a, a developer who I respect a, a great deal. He's nodding his head right now. He's, he is, let me tell you, the fit is right, right now. I appreciate that. Maybe is here. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, Austin. Welcome thank back you. to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, no, I appreciate the Waypoint audience, you. Uh, of course. The feedback last time was, like, unpre- given I had nothing to promote, I was just... You you were promoting your freedom. You were promoting. Yo, I'm about dog. to go out there and make stuff happen. Yeah, and now we making stuff happen. Yeah, you're <laughs> you here not alone. You're here with Rashad Reddick. Is Reddick correct? Yeah, that's right. That's right. It is right. You're not just you're not just telling me that. You're not just being okay. You would tell me if I got it wrong. Oh yeah, I would. All right, good. Oh wait, can I correct you then? Yeah, because actually I haven't told you this. So I'm going to do this live on the air. So Manveer is my colonizer name. Oh shit! This is the name that phonetically people have said to me since I was a that kid. Is my my and so I, I had, no no, but I have gone by that. I I, I right. And so recently, you. in the last year or two, I was like, you know what? Why am I letting people call me Manveer when that's not the way you pronounce my name? Ooh. So the A in an Indian language in Punjabi, which I'm Punjabi Sikh. Uh, is more like a U. Okay. So it's actually pronounced Munvir. Munvir. So I'm now trying to tell all my friends all and right. people that, uh, that 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 know me, and when I do conferences and interviews, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm actually Munvir here. His name is coming out. I yeah. listen. Good. So that is, uh, yeah. So if you see me, uh, yeah, Munvir. Munvir. All right. Yeah. Munvir Air. Right. Air is right. Hair, no, it's hair. It's hair. It's okay. hair. Okay. Munvir hair. Oh, shit, I don't even know if I knew that. I might be fucking your shit up. <laughs> it happens though, but that's okay. Like, I'm correct so, it. I'm so glad I brought you on board, boy. <laughs> <laughs> For people who did not listen to that old episode, you should go listen to it. It's an all-time great. It was you, me, and Danielle. We talked a lot of shit. We talked a lot about your experiences in this industry. Yes. The quick summary for people who don't know where the two of you come from, and then and then we'll get into what you're doing now and why you're here. Uh, Manvir, you were at Bioware. You were at Raven. You worked on like Wolfenstein for Raven. You worked on there's another Raven game that you were on, right? Uh, I worked on the prototype for Singularity. Prototype for Singularity. I which did is a, a, which a pretty dope game. Yeah, I did. I did a, a movie title that got canceled for mm. a very large. That shit happens. Franchise. That shit happens. And yeah. you did multiplayer on Mass Effect Three. No, I did single player. Stuff you single player. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, like no, I, I did a lot stuff, of like, right? I did a lot okay. of the class design powers cool, cool, cool. and the combat. I, so most of my career, I've done combat kind of stuff. Right, totally. And then and then Rashad, I know that you were at Bethesda doing Fallout Three stuff. You were on the Skyrim team doing arts art stuff like uh, pr- uh, predominantly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did uh, uh, environment art. Um, right. Also wrote books. You also wrote books. I you did. didn't tell me. See, oh, I thought yeah, I did yeah. my re- I, 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 did I was my replaying research. Skyrim recently. I'm like, what books did you write? What did you write? Uh, I wrote the Herbane's Bestiary series, which okay. was the the guy who was um, trying to find the greatest challenge he could 
in the land. Okay. So he kept recording his uh, experiences, which was telling the player how to kill that monster. Right, um, like what the weaknesses yeah. are or whatever. Yeah. What what was that? Exp- was it interesting to write a, like a fictional book inside of a fictional world? Was there like a second layer of writing happening there where you're like – you're inhabiting a character who is also writing a book. You're not just like writing lore. You're writing a character who is writing lore. Right, right? but isn't that what you do whenever you write a story? Is you're be, inhabiting yeah. a you know a yeah, character? Yeah, so it was normal. Nice. Is, that, is that normal? Nah, no. That seems normal. Pretend like you're somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you Definitely. telling me Tamriel is not real? Tamriel is real in your heart. Okay. We'll get back there in 2027 or whatever. It's actually uh, in Wisconsin. <laughs> Will it be free okay. to play? Or <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, so. The reason you're here together now, and you've both done other things over the years, like is uh, y'all have are, are co-founding a new company yep. that recently announced uh, its first project, uh, and I say project because it's broader than just a single game. Yeah, the name of the company is Brass Lion Entertainment, uh, uh, and the name of the project is Corner Wolves, which is a dope name. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, there's a GI, a Game Informer, like a four-page feature story on yeah, it. Yeah, in that Blizzard issue that just dropped. So right. like, that was super exciting. We, we, I mean, we did not think a new startup kind of indie studio would get that kind of coverage from Game Informer. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those folks there, they they get that we're trying to build a diverse studio and, like, trying to be center black and brown voices. And they loved what we were talking about and kind of kept going. And Rashad made some really dope art that's in there um, that's for Corner Wolves. Um, that really kind of sold the whole piece together. So give me the pitch on on Brass Line before we get into Corner Wolves specifically. Yeah. Again, centering black and brown voices, obviously something you talked about a lot in the past, both yeah. in social media and on podcasts and et cetera. But like how do you how do you do that besides just I'm hiring black and brown creators, which is a huge and important part of that. But what's what what goes into that when you sit down and go, all right, I'm starting a, a company called Brass Lion. This has to be filled with people who don't show up in other in other leadership roles across the, uh, right. the, the industry. Yeah, it's a few things. So um, one, while we are starting about talking about games that are for like black and brown uh, like audiences mm-hmm. and stuff like that, I think long term we're thinking even broader in terms of just marginalized voices, LGBTQ, the intersections of all those places, right? So really, what are the stories that aren't being told? Because I think games keep telling the same seven stories over and over and it's real boring at this point for me at least and i've said that like on this podcast before so when you talk about building it it is first off having your founding team be the types of people that you want to work with and that represent that so obviously rashad's here i'm really fortunate to get to work with him he's an amazing artist and creative director it's like both of us are like the like creative like visionaries for what we do uh we have a third partner who could is not able to be here right now brian adabi smith and she's our ceo and executive producer um and so like how often do you see women of color in those roles like in our industry and stuff like that and we're all very talented, have shipped titles. Like she's worked on Sleeping Dogs yeah, and yeah, Def Jam. Big Vendetta. titles, like for real, Huge coming from AAA titles. space. Now she's moving run into her own companies space. before. Right. So it's like. And then you have like Just Blaze she, we, we, yeah, doing we, music. We have Just Blaze doing our music supervision. And uh, we have uh, Evan Narcisse yes, doing who, the writing for Corner Wolves. Disclosure, Evan and I are working on that New Day comic for Boom. Uh but also, Evan and I have been friends for years. That shit happens. You know, this is this is the disclosure because I have to do it. Otherwise, yeah, I'll get bad tweets at me and be like, no. Austin's out there doing promo. Like, no, this is just we had a great conversation. I want to have another good conversation. Yeah. So for me, so that's was, a great team. Like, from uh, the yeah. So far, I mean, that's that's, that, that's just the beginning 
difference Why do you difference? sound like you're like, it sounded like you were dunking on your future self for making a bad hire. <laughs> you were like, yeah, so far, but well, I'm going to fuck up in three weeks. I'm about to hire a dumbass. <laughs> no, I, I tell Brian and Rashad all the time, you got to save me for myself. Like, you know, I mean, <laughs> part of the thing that is funny to me is you founded the company and then, it's not funny, but it's like, I'm curious what went into your mind. You were like, I need an executive producer and a CEO who is not me. Uh, yeah. So I started reading a lot of like, um, startup books and like how to be a businessman because I did not listen to my parents and go get an MBA. Mm -hmm. Uh, Indian parents always want you to get an MBA and I was done after my comp sci degree of bachelor's. So I, go. <laughs> I was like, I just started reading all these books and there's a few different things that came up. One was that like, Hey, some investors don't really talk to teams. I have a single founder. T second thing was if you don't have people who are, are a strong founding team, um, like a lot of the weights on your shoulders. So yeah. I kind of funded this thing out of pocket for like the last couple of years. Like two, I left Bioware in February 2017 yeah. when Mass Effect Andromeda like finished. Um, and so like for me, it was just a lot of stress. I had some mental health issues to take care of, mm -hmm. real frankly, because of this like the stress casualties that I many of us were over there. Yeah. Um, and I'm good at business stuff, but it's not what I'm passionate about, right? So my thought was like, well, how do I find someone who is passionate about spreadsheets and, and schedules yep. and all the stuff I don't like and want to do, but I have to do because I've decided to just start a business without partners, right? right? And Brian and I had been talking. We had like brunch with a um, mutual friend um, and she's like, oh, if you ever need any help, let me know. And I kind of slowly roped her in as a contract side. Right. And then eventually I was like, this is going well. You want to be the CEO? And then very similar with, with Rashad, um, we have a mutual friend uh, that like put us uh, kind of had talked about us to each other separately. And um, he kind of hit me up and was like, I hear you're working on something really cool. Can we talk? And it was like really just trying to find uh, the right fit. And when we talked, we we're like, oh, and you you're we think the same way about this right. stuff. We have the same vision for what things could be. But also you perfectly complement my my weaknesses. Like I'm not visual. I don't, I can't do art. I'm not a great world builder. I'm a good character builder. Like mm. I'm a systems builder and a combat builder. And he's great at all those other things. And so it's like combined. It's like oh, we're gonna now we have a full team. Right. So really for me it was getting some of the stress off my shoulders, uh, getting other people to share in that burden and vision. And then when you go out and try to you know fundraise, whether it's investors or publishers or whomever, angels even, um, you look a lot stronger because you are a lot stronger, right? Because uh, if I was still trying to do this on my own, this is almost almost at year three. Nah, man, I'd, I'd be a puddle of a mess <laughs> you outside. Would've, you like would have switched from which sort of stress you had. You had big business like stuck inside of one cog in the machine stress. Yeah. And then you would have had just like all of the weight of trying to do one thing by yeah, yourself. Yeah, which I stress. still have, which is fun. Sure. But 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 not nearly as bad because Rashad here and Brian are both uh, do a great job of just like right. taking some of that off. Or I, I trust them, right? Like... I know that something is going to get done and I don't have to sit there and follow up like every few seconds. And right. It's hard to find people you trust, at least for me. Like I'm, I'm not a very easily trusting guy. Right. Rashad, you've been again in the industry for a long time and you've worked at really, really big places like Bethesda. I'm curious for you. And you, you did some other stuff in between Bethesda and here, right? You were at Rocketworks working on a project. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious like what that move is like from being, you know, in such a big pipeline 
being in such a, you know, one of the things that I think people think a lot about the Bethesda style of game that is so fascinating is you and I could start playing right now. We could both play for 40 hours and see completely different things. Or like, you know, the first five hours would be the same, first three hours might be the same. But we'd have all these divergences. We would consume such different content because I decided to follow the Dark Brotherhood path and you joined the uh, companions or whatever. And and then because of that, we all saw different art assets. Because of that, we have a different vision of what... Like I remember I went to Markarth in Skyrim like an hour 60. I was like, oh, there's... There's a town up there? Oh, they're doing what? And I got there. I was like, wow, this place I looks- I worked on that city. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. didn't you work on that? Good. That city is dope. I remember like looking down into it. I'm like, oh, there's a verticality to this place. I love the verticality. Because it's this quarry. There's this whole sense of like history because of there's like this kind of layered, tiered system of like, here you're digging deep into the space. And there's, oh, there's this ancient Dwemer place like right here. That stuff was all dope, but I didn't see it for a long time. And I'm curious what it's like to be an, to be an artist on a project like that. Versus being the art director, the creative director on something like this, where you're, the team is five people, right? So can you speak to that a little bit, what that transition might, be, might have been like? Yeah, I think it's like freedom in like um, two different styles. Yeah. So when you're making those, like the thing that attracted me to those um, games in the beginning was that they're so large and so big that there's never a point where you're like, oh, we got enough art, we're good. <laughs> like, it's just like, <laughs> so I was security. like, drop security. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah. I was like, all right, like I can just kind of do my thing. Right. And um, there will always there's always things. space for it. Yeah. You know, um, and it's enjoyable, but it's also enjoyable doing these sort of like smaller scale things because you, you're much more nimble in the decision process. So it's like, I can have a conversation and we can decide that we're going to do something and I don't have to go through a lead and right. go through a producer and go through a manager. You know, I can just do it. You'd be like, yo, you is know? this a cool idea? Can yeah. I prototype this real quick? And exactly. You do it. And um, so, so, so there's like kind of like two types of people like in the industry. So there's people who like working kind of like in that machine and they just want their assignment and they just want to just do it mm -hmm. and, and they're cool with that. And then there's other people who um, are just more, I don't want to say more creative, but they're more apt to just like do things. Right. It's a different type of creativity. Yeah. I, right? I think of it in terms of like leader, leaders and followers, and I don't mean to add any like negative spin to right. either of those mm -hmm. terms. I just think some people want to take that more leadership and like drive or drive the thing home. And I feel like you and I both have that personality, which is why we kind of thrive in an environment like this. And when you're a cog in a machine, like at least for me, I don't get the satisfaction of Closing out a hundred bugs in right. Jira, like that shit's awful. Well, it doesn't help that we have talked about this before, but like this is an industry where the people who are doing that work are not often well paid, do not have a lot of freedom in terms of like adding that level of creativity. Like there is such a degree of alienation from the thing you're making so that even that job, if that job had, if that job could be just like a nine to five where you're like, all right, I'm going to come in from nine to five and clear out those hundred bugs and go home. Some people like that shit though. Yeah, and that's yeah, great. Yeah. That would be great. That's yeah. what I'm saying. If but, I but knew how to do know, that, I'm obsessed. Totally. But we know that in this industry, even those people can't just do the nine to five. No. You know what I mean? So if you do, you're going to get pushed out or yeah. it's going to be brought up that you're not a team player or right. some other culture fit nonsense. Right, totally. I mean, so that's a question for me too, is like thinking forward as people who have that vibe, that drive, that like, hey, I want to keep working on this stuff. One, how do you keep yourself from overworking yourself to death 
on this. I don't ask that of startup people. Okay. This is like, a, I mean, again, we've been through this. You saw me when I first started this. The oh, same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, Very yeah, yeah. much me like being here until 11 p.m., 11.30 p.m., writing articles about crunch. You know, like that, I've been through that. So I get it. Yep. How do you do it from the other angle, though, which is like, how will you know it's time to pull the brake? And either you have employees who you need to take care of or you need to work. You need to at some point work with people who don't want to be the yep. person who has that drive and that like I want to do, 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 do. How will you – do you have you, do you think about that as a manager? Oh, absolutely, yeah. So I mean we're very much in that hustle mode right now yeah. where it's just like do whatever you got to do to kind of get that next step. Yeah. Um, where we're confident about like where we're going to be in the next three to five years, right? Mm -hmm. We're, we're, we're on a very good path. Um, you know, we have some things in the works that we can't talk about quite yet, but will come out very soon, uh, on socials and stuff like that. And that's all going to go well, but like in the immediacy, like we're, you know, we're not pulling full salaries or anything like that, right? right? Like we're, we're, we're putting all of our energy, time, money, love, et cetera, into this thing. So, one is knowing that as founders, we also serve to benefit the most. Yes. You know, I have lots of problems with capitalism, but I also have to recognize that we are taking advantage of it or playing a part in mm -hmm. it uh, by, by building a corporation. Um, so our benefit of doing that is the long-term play, right? Yeah. If you want to look at purely monetarily, I think there's more than that. Like, I think there's creative fulfillment. Right, and also but, but, the idea of like, hey, we're trying to create a project that doesn't exist right now. We're trying to fill a need for audiences well, that don't see themselves. even more than that, I would, I would draw it even wider. I would say that, yeah, I want to do really well and have plenty of money that I don't have to worry about money the rest of my career. Sure. Sure, I want all those things yeah, yeah, to happen yeah. for the company and us to do well. But no, I want this industry to fundamentally change, mm -hmm. right? Like I'm kind of annoyed, if not sick of a lot, a large segment of this industry that decides to say that games can only be this one thing, that everything needs to be a power fantasy, that everything needs to be about saving the world, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, we're not telling and making enough interesting games. Like what are the new AAA franchises in the last two generations that are new, Right. that have multiple games out or whatever that are great? You can count them on like one hand. Yeah. Right. And that, and those still basically often fit, at least in gameplay design and that. I think it was something like The Last of Us, which is a game that I don't necessarily, I don't love The Last of Us, but it's like huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I would say like, okay, like in the narrative, you could you could make the case it's not a pure power fantasy. Sure. But in gameplay design, it certainly is. Right. Right. In the gameplay design, that game fundamentally ends with a big, like a huge action sequence where you're bringing to bear all the knowledge and, and technique that you've developed. But that's, but that's what you're going to get when you're spinning that kind of cash. Totally. Yeah. Right. So right. when we're on the indie part of the spectrum, it's easier for us to envision a game okay. like this, you know, because we're not betting the farm on, you know, um, this, you know, one particular story you right. know so right yeah. which is like that is the other thing right so like we say like the last two generations triple a space is what you mean right like yeah, 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 yeah i was specifically yeah. talking about triple a yeah, yeah, yeah. right there because yeah, in the yeah. independent space in the alt game space there's lots of experimentation yeah. lots of other stories being told but those don't get i mean you know they don't get the coverage they don't they don't yeah. get the coverage because the audience isn't there it's a really bad cyclical and so problem. yeah so first to answer your original question like you pull the brakes by basically having honest conversations with your partners understanding your employees mm -hmm. Uh, full-time staff, contractors, whatever, have different expectations because they have different 
remuneration and investment in the company. And it's not okay to ask those sorts of things of people. We've all been in through crunch and stuff. Yeah. I've been burnt out multiple times. I do not want that for other people at my studio. I was going to say you look healthy right now. You look good. Compared, oh, like, I honestly, don't feel good, but, but, yo, but, but I, I saw that. you right after Mass Effect in drama. Oh, I, mean, I saw I, you. I was, I mean, I was, yeah, I it was, was rough. I don't sum it up. Like, I, yeah. we've bo- again, yeah, I, mean, I know what struggling. it's like. It's, yeah. yeah. So comparatively, I appreciate you that. feel energetic. Yeah, I can yeah. tell that you are so excited. excited. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Real quick. I mean, not real quick. Let's pivot. Rashad, you said, unlike this, and the this in that in that sentence was Corner Wolves, which is the project that you're working on now. Um Give me the pitch. As I've heard, Vera, give me the Corner Wolves pitch. I want your version. What is Corner Wolves? Why should I be excited about it? Good. Good. <laughs> you want to do the pitch meetings in the future. There it is. Oh, oh me? wow. <laughs> oh, you better not start with me, man. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it? What's Corner Wolves? Tell me about Corner Wolves. All right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Don't do that. No. <laughs> no, he will. Yeah, he will. He will. <laughs> I'll let you go. Corner Wolves is a story about an Afro-Latina um, in Harlem investigating the uh, death of her father. Okay. And so um, it takes place in a, the uh, 90s time period. Okay. And it sort of looks the at— Harlem world era? Yeah. Okay. You know, um, you know and it just—it it, kind of looks at the repercussions of um, living within, you know, the system of the time. So, you know, like, uh, what is it, uh, police brutality yeah, yeah, and— yeah. Um, uh, the so, war on yeah, drugs is yeah, a whole yeah. war on drugs. Yeah, yeah, the era of the super predator. The era of yeah. the super predator. Shout out to Joe yeah. Biden. Oh, you not know the shout, super predator shout, shit? Shout out. Wait, remind me. Uh, oh, that, that was the crime bill. That was yeah. There was a, a really bad Clinton crime bill that was that kind of came at the it, it, during the war on drugs that kind of imagined this idea of young oh. black men who were these aren't just regular criminals. I, these I, are super, super predators. Yeah, I mean, and you grew up, you know, in the Jersey side yeah, of things, man. right? I grew up in the DC. He grew up in Oakland. Like, yeah. We, so I was about to say so. Everything right. with us was three strikes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. and, that's, and that's when, like, everything, you know, kind of changed. Can you explain what that is for people who don't know what, like, the three-strike system Yeah, was? basically on your third drug offense, you go away for a very, very long time, regardless of what it is. Right. It could have been a super possession. minor offense. Yeah. Possession. Exactly. It could have been possession. Yes. You could have one rock in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And you arrive at that place through a like uh, a collaboration of different causes and and influences by you I mean I mean the state arrived at that by especially in California right where like it's not just a bad dr- war on drugs policy it's a bad criminal reform and rehabilita- rehabilitation ideology it's like a history of politics that punishes mm-hmm. governors who pardon people and governors who are quote unquote lenient on crime. Like it's fucked. And, and all that stuff is caught up in racism, et cetera. So yeah, quarter I mean, wolves is like in the mix on that stuff. Is that the, is that like fair to say? Is yeah, that like, totally. it's a revenge it's, story. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't even classify it as a revenge story. It's, okay. It's a mystery. Uh, yeah. I would start with a mystery okay. and you know, you can see where it goes. Okay. Um, but, but really what it is, is like, Here's the thing. People who work in the drug game, people who are in the inner city who are involved in in some sort of hustling or crime or yeah. whatever you want to call it, most of them are doing it as a, like a way of surviving, right? Like that's just what you had to do to make it because there's a lack of opportunity there. Mm-hmm. So really I think what we wanted to do was create something that humanized those characters and show – well, frankly, if like any of uh, other folks were in this sort of generational situation – where generation upon generation upon generation right. had been put down in this position, access to jobs and things like that had been cut off, that we would all probably fall into the same right. like thing. And the thing is, you know, 
the CIA put Kraken to, to like LA and Cali, Cali <laughs> mm-hmm. right? The CIA like through through Reagan and stuff like helped infect the inner city. Hey, Dark Alliance was real. Was uh, yeah. So um I, I really wanted to tell a human story. Um I really wanted to look at the war on drugs and its, its destruction. And I think a game with its systems um is in the most interesting way that we could tell that. But what's really cool about Corner Wolves is we've already had some interest from like more linear people. Interesting. So like I just got back from uh LA with Bryna and I can't say who we met with but we've been talking to some really dope people over cool. there who are interested in the possibilities of this. In and other formats? In other formats okay. as well. And I, I think you might even see that stuff happen sooner because games take a long time. Right. And we're in pre-production. So um, I think you'll see some of the other stuff maybe happen even sooner. Cool. And that just tells me that the world we're creating, the characters we're creating, the story, the mid-90s getting just blazed to do an authentic-sounding soundtrack, that all of that stuff has legs. And so for us, we talk about Brass Lion. We talk about ourselves being – which the reason is Brass Lion Entertainment, not Brass Lion Games. Right. We want to be bigger than just games, right? Like I saw like Kojima just said that he's going to try to make movies movies. and stuff. And like I'm starting off. You're like, I'm going to beat him to it. I mean, literally. I mean, like, like, like that's that's my goal is to <laughs> yeah, get it. Like, why? why well, Coach Emi should have been making movies for a while. Right. Like, he, yes. like in many ways, he might be better at that. Like, uh, you yeah. know, I have not played Death Stranding you should, yet. You should. I'm so desperate for you specifically to put time into Death Stranding. I, I as a uh, as a gameplay des- as a, your kind of game though. No, 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 but as a gameplay design person. But so I really like different experiences. Is the thing right? So I think I'm gonna really. Va- I like slow burns. I like oh, things that are bruh. trying something different. So like all that stuff, I'm interested in. And then when you tell me it's a bunch of fetch quest and walking like i'm like am i is the is the you gameplay it, is the game but but i might hate love it i might you hate, might hate love it yeah yeah, yeah. Like, let me tell you it I, reminds I am me, for real he's wondering about the walk he's wondering about the walking i, I it is it's no, cool. no no like the walking is a mechanic in that it game is like you mechanic. have to have your balance Bro, like, for, like the you packs. gotta like yeah use a, the the left trigger so it's so funny to me it's not like, quap right it's not quap <laughs> but there is a big there is like one little quap thing right which is in a world where, and I know oh, I almost sound like a genius, because you see that quote he put out to some, it was translated, so I don't, it was like translated oh, twice, yes. I think it was a, it was, I don't remember the outlet, but it was not an English speaking outlet, so that was translated from Japanese and yeah, then translated yeah. from the it other It seemed like he was taking more credit than he really well, was. Well, no, this was him saying, oh. that was a different thing. So oh, this I'm is sorry. him saying, I'm not surprised American critics didn't love it, they love shooters. Oh, right? uh, okay. Uh, but it's funny because like left trigger, right trigger in the last two generations means a first person shooter or a third person shooter where you aim down, you aim down sights. Your ADS is on left trigger, right trigger is pull trigger. Uh, left trigger in in Death Stranding is you hold the left side of your backpack. Right trigger is you hold the right side of your backpack. And so it's like if you're falling to the to the left, you want to pull the right trigger to like pull yourself that way. So it's a lot of like holding them both down. Like all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to climb this like weird configuration of rocks. It has really good feel for that stuff. I'm really curious about your thoughts on that game in terms of uh, reward and progression. Yeah. The sense of like, the sense of building a thing is wild. Like, I yeah. really want you to see it. it. It's, when it goes on sale, I'll buy it. Uh, it's the thing I will play. That it's not high per- on my list. Like, Absolutely. I just started playing like, Monster Hunter recently. That's how far that behind I am. But no, that game, I'm like, I'm like, this is a problematic game that's amazing. Yes, 100%. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what I am doing in this game is awful. Death Stranding is also that for what, <laughs> for what it's worth. <laughs> that is also, I mean, that is a game where it is like, I cannot wait to go west and yeah. build things. On empty, on empty land. You can't, can't wait. Yeah, but you can't build a studio. You can't build an yes. identity on we need less power fantasies and then be mad when someone does something that's a little bit off. Right. Right. It's the same way. Like I do not like David Cage's games at all. Mm-hmm. I th- I think they suck personally. Right. I appreciate um, them though. 
that but I exist. appreciate they exist. Exactly. No, I completely agree mm. because we do need to widen what games could be. And I can sit here and argue why I think that's bad gameplay, right, right, but that's an interesting theoretical conversation to have between designers for the art form. Yeah, my, right? the whole thing for me is like, well, what does this, what does the, to some degree, you, I don't want to necessarily root for like, the, the game that I like the most. I want to root for the game that's going to inspire the game that I like the most. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Well, the what's the, I like what's the, the little B of games? Right, what's the little B of game? Exactly, exactly, exactly. For those of you who do not listen to rap, Lil B is one of the most influential rappers that's like rapper's favorite rapper. <laughs> or, right. or if it helped, I mean, I grew up, you know, south of Western Virginia Tech, Push. Right, yeah, yeah, right? Totally. Like, yeah. Push right. is your rapper's favorite rapper. Exactly, your, your, favorite, your rapper's favorite rapper who is like, exactly. Also, that he style. murdered Drake, and I think we should all take a moment. Let's take a moment. Did After you see? Did you see Drake booed? get booed? He got booed. That's just wild. I feel I feel bad about it. Why? But I also laugh about it. Happens yeah. to the best of them. It does. It was a mismatch. Everyone needs to be humbled. Everyone needs to be humbled. Not every audience is for you. Yeah, no, exactly. And it was a, it was a mis- I think it was a mistake on Tyler's part in the sense for people who don't know, Tyler the creator just uh, did a, a concert and and invited Drake to come out. People thought Frank Ocean was going to come out. That audience is very different. There was a big disconnect. Uh, and for the record, I've seen I saw Frank here in New York 2 years ago and like furious. He yeah he did um it was right after it was like a year after Blonde then probably right or no it was right when Blonde came out okay, like okay. like Spike Jones did the was like, like the on, visuals and yeah like, the visuals oh. it was wild it was amazing it's one of the best things I saw I saw it like right after Solange ah oh. yeah like one of the greatest things so if I wanted to see Frank Ocean right and fucking Drake comes out I like know. I'm I'm good with Drake like I enjoy uh, some sure. of his music like you I live in Canada. Uh, I mean, I do not live in Canada anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. Congratulations. Uh, I, 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 after nine years of the north of Montreal, and <laughs> Montreal don't like Toronto anyways, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I escaped. I'm back in the DMV temporarily until okay, I move okay. back up. I'm going to move up here okay. full time in the near future. Cool. Um, uh, yeah. I just could not deal, like, I, I, if I was there for that, I wouldn't be able to deal with it that. It would be bad. I wouldn't boo, though, is the thing. I would be in my feelings about it. Until Drake was in, you know I, what? I, I I have a weird politics about this because I don't think it's actually internally consistent with like what I say. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The world should be, uh-huh. but like he's got enough money to handle booze. He does, like he does. that's what the money is for. Yeah. No. Right? I, I mean, it's it's like like yeah. I, I don't think you should boo certain people and boo, boo certain things. Yeah, you're right. You can boo Drake on stage. Drake. That's fuck. He can handle that. He can shit. handle. He should. He couldn't. Yeah. You're right. Anyway. So the company uh, <laughs> used Weird, to have awkward, a, awkward transition. No, this is not an awkward transition. Uh, this transition is very appropriate because you're talking about how you kind of have a big mouth sometimes. <laughs> um, Who me? You when we when you what? first pitched me this company, yes. which was now years ago, it was like that conversation. Yeah, you were one of the first people. Like it might have been after we did that podcast. You're like, listen, I I think I'm going to name this thing. Uh, Big Mouth Games. Big Mouth Games. Yeah, I, I actually incorporated Big which Mouth does Games. Fit. It does. Uh, and it was in all caps. Yep. Uh, because you got to scream it. You got to scream it. Uh, yeah. Um, like, no, I wanted like that to be the Like the Kid Marrow's Twitter account. Yeah, like, basically. All... Like, yeah, shout out to Marrow. Definitely, <laughs> like, uh, I mean, this is a little name droppy, but, like, I, I text Marrow sometimes. He texts like that, too. I bet he does. He literally, he always is all caps. Like, you do not get an, a lowercase from him. Um, so... Yeah, made a Big Mouth Games in February, March of like 2017-ish, okay. uh, I think is when but I- But now it's Brass Lion. Um, Brass Lion we came with earlier this year because it turns out when we talked to our lawyers that a little company called Netflix 
Oh, and, it was putting out and the show. fall oh, of 2017 right. oh. released this show called Big Mouth, yeah. mm. and then they got the trademark for it. So it's like we could operate with the name Big yeah, Mouth, but it would limit. But what you, you couldn't do. trademark it. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I was like, well, no, we want to be a brand. Like Rashad and I were talking, Brian and I were talking. Like we want to be a brand. We right. want to. We, we want all over print uh, racing yeah, we shirts. Want, we want merch. We with, want, to get, <laughs> I got we want you. the fitted. We want yeah, the, yeah, the lion course. logo. We yeah. have a really dope lion logo. Like we want like you to be wearing our our stuff, and it doesn't feel geeky or or you know weird or you know. So we just made a, a decision that, hey, let's just change the name. We yeah. haven't announced publicly. So and it's easy enough to make that change. Yeah, I yep. think it was the biggest hit to me because it was like my ego was tied up in it. But even I mean, that, yeah. I, I mean, it was just very personal. It's like my baby, right? I get um, it. In many ways. But um, we sat there and we brainstormed for a few days on like Slack and like over to like we kind of converged. And then I think Brian threw out like the final version of it. And we we're like, yeah, I like that one the most here. And we kind of like pretty quickly after that name came out, we're like, Let's do brass That's lion. Yeah. We check with it. You we check. Like, yeah. yeah, we sat with it. Sit we checked with, with the lawyers to make sure yep. it wasn't taken. Yep. That's then, wild, right? And then I just went and bought every domain, got got all the Twitter accounts. And it, sound, it sounds accounts. like something that should. It sounds not like it exists already. Right? Yeah. Right? yeah, that's the best feeling. It's like, wait, how is this not a thing? I already, already? have my lion chain. I love it. Yeah, you know, you're ready to go. So I, it was like, is oh, I'm the good. fact that you're not Big Mouth Games does that reflect that you're going to limit the spiciness anywhere? I mean, nah. you've met me. What's your What's your Twitter handle? Spice Brother One. There it is. And I think we all know I'm all about the spice. We're all about the spice. Like, spice I must it, flow. I, I, I am. I am the living embodiment of when keeping it real goes wrong. That's absolutely true. <laughs> absolutely true. <laughs> like good for life, not good for a AAA game development career. Well, and now you're not in AAA, that's, that's and why. so you're even have that freedom. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back. I actually want to hear more about Corner Wolves because we got off that topic. I want to go back to it because I have other questions from both the art and the design sides. So we'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, we are back. Before we got distracted with that stranding and Drake, like we are wont to do, you were talking about gameplay design and power fantasy. Yeah. And I need to know, and I know it's early still, and I know we, you probably can't talk about deep, deep, deep systems level stuff on Corner Wolves, but you've pitched me, you know, Afro Latina, uh, her father gets killed. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't met. See, yeah, I'm pop, now pop, trying pop, to. Do poppy, poppy gets killed. That's poppy gets killed. Oh, fuck. Uh, mystery, 90s, Harlem, drug war era, hustlers, real people, people who are complicated, yeah. people who are compromised, people who are caught up in shit. Yeah. What does that play like? And from you as a designer, how do you make that interesting without it being a pure power fantasy, but without 
it also being just kind of like, ju- and I'm not, just is not an insult here, but like, it's not, it is not a visual novel, right? right. I'm guessing there are. No, like, it's not a visual novel. Right, which I like. I like visual novels. I mean, novels. at least right now it is. I would love it. for this to be a visual novel. Right, right, right. This is the thing. I mean, there's a, there's a fallback or a side, uh, you right, know, sure. a side game that we can do. That's the thing about owning the, your own company. We can just, hell, we, to make a visual novel, we don't KF- have to hire anybody else. We can just right. make the two of us. If KFC is out here fucking making visual novels with marketing wait, companies. Wait, fam. KFC made a visual bro, novel? It sucks. It's so bad. You Man. played. No, 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 no. But the whole thing sucks. I did not play it. Okay. I did I not. Say, where's Popeye's at? Bad good or bad No, bad. my understanding is bad bad. Because I, I remember the Burger, the Burger King, King games. Burger yeah. King was, yeah, Burger Sneak King, King? Sneak That was King. great. Good. Great. Um, do you know who, wait, do you know who was behind Sneak King? Oh, wait, I who? forgot. But I didn't know this at one point in my life. Carl Rove. Wait, wait, wait. No, this is not where I thought this was going. Sneak King was, uh-huh. <laughs> what? Uh, okay, we oh, just no, got, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Carl Rove is wrong. It's worse. Oh God! It's oh, God. worse. It's, um, <laughs> is it Donald Trump? It's uh, worse. What? How could it be worse? Satan? Uh, why am I blanking on my guy's name? Because he's terrible. Um, oh wow. Uh, one second, Kyle, you're gonna have to cut this down because I my, I have to get this now. My favorite shit though is when he like pops up out of a trash can and That's, offers you a burger and then you take it. The, that shit is the cre- <laughs> he's like. Yeah, He's, it's a little uh, salty of a game. It's, it's, it makes me feel <clears> uncomfortable, <throat> like the way he's got that creeper smile. Small media properties, da 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 da, among others, these various people. Uh, uh, he, Steve Bannon loved doing deals. Steve he had his Bannon. hands in everything. He invested in or served on the board of companies that made products ranging from homeopathic nasal spray to branded video games for Burger King. That's Steve Bannon. That's Steve Bannon. Bruh. Breitbart ass Steve, Steve Bannon, Bannon. Yes, yes, Burger yes. King yes, sneaker yes, yes. helps make that deal happen. He helped make that deal happen. He had money in that deal. He made money on that deal. I mean, I know I've Steve actually, Bannon gets paid off of all. I, mean, I know I've funded uh, white supremacy. Is he a gamer? No, he's not a gamer. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, wait, but yes, because you know Bannon was also- yeah, a gamer gator. Uh, and also, also a gold farmer. Bannon ran gold farming oh, yeah, I didn't companies know about that one. Yeah, oh, yeah, that sounds during like World of Warcraft. Anyway. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right. We are, again, way off topic. I mean, we're, we're here. It's true. This is what happens. We just kind of go off. So, <laughs> remind me what the KFC. Okay, we work it backwards. Yeah. Steve Bannon, Sneak King, KFC visual novel. It was corny. It felt like it was trying to cash in on the success of American visual novels in the last few years, like Dream Daddy, but did not come from a place of understanding the the genre or the history. Uh, whereas, you know, Dream Daddy was something I don't. I'm not like a hundred percent on board Dream Daddy. I think it's pretty cool, but like, there's a whole history of visual novels that I wish got the attention that some of the breakout ones did do. That said, I would fuck with a Corner Wolves <laughs> visual novels. Like, yeah, but if so- KFC could do it. Y'all could do it. Yeah, but in terms of gameplay, like yes. I mean, look at the games that Rashad and I have shipped, right? Like you got Fallout Three, Skyrim, Mass Effect Three, Mass Effect Andromeda. Right. Like RPGs are in our blood, uh-huh. so I think we're drawing heavy um, inspiration from the RPG as a genre. Um, and then I've built combat systems most of my career, um, so you know we're really talking about a more melee combat uh, as a, as a core kind of combat loop. Okay. And it's so like an isometric. Type thing? So that's stuff that like? we're, we, we're playing around with that okay. we're not ready to talk about because okay. real frankly, is this going to change? Like, I think we've already changed our mind a couple of times yeah. in the last few months. Yeah. Like, um, but we playing, we're, we're playing with lots of things from like the, the angle. And then the other part of it is for, real frankly. So w- while we're an indie studio, we're, we're kind of shooting for like a mid tier kind of budget, okay. you know? Uh, and we're, we're working with, um, we're rep by CAA. So they're our agents. So they're helping us get our project out there in the mm-hmm. world and talking to uh, all the, the money people. But like, there's this like sweet 
for me personally, I feel like between five and twenty million, you can make kind of risky games, take some take some risks, things like that, um, but not uh, have to sell a bazillion units, right? right. Uh, but you have enough of a budget that you can market it bigger. It can become a big hit. It can, you know, one one big hit could like set the studio up for life. Um, so we're 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 aiming for that kind of range, which still means it's a you got to be. It's got to have enough mass market appeal. Like, I wouldn't make a visual novel. I mean, I wouldn't know what I would spend $10 million, $5 million on on a visual novel. I guess just Blaze. I would get yeah, just, just Blaze to get every song from the 90s. Right. I'd be like, yo, just can you call Hove? Can you call? Please. Can you call Redman? Can right. you call? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. All, yeah. You, let's yes. use your Rolodex. But um, no, uh, like, I, that sort of genre doesn't sell that much and the budgets are smaller and that's okay. It's a sustainable thing. Right. So like in, we're talking about things that are kind of in that mid-tier. So I think the action RPG as a genre is a good place to start. That's mm-hmm. where we're starting from. That being said, I think whatever elements make sense. Like there's – I've played you know Yakuza games and gotten ideas from there. I've played Persona I mean, games and gotten making, ideas. They're making an RPG now too. Uh, yeah. Y'all, also, y'all, I'm a little bit upset base, about I was like, what are you doing? No, you, why is Yakuza 7 turn-based? <laughs> it's a turn-based RPG because the I'm director ups- loves Dragon Quest. That is 100%. That's fine. That why is, do you do that with Judgment? Why you got to ruin – <laughs> wow, I didn't know you call feelings on it like that. Let them experiment. You were just saying. What were you like 20 minutes ago? Yeah, you no, were in the middle of your first saying. game, not your franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no way. No, no, take risks. No, I, I see. I would say iterate. take the risk on the because ju- <laughs> I think ju- I get you. Judgment is yeah. the game you take the risk on because you created a new. But IP that's, that's not a cousin. judgment. Wouldn't fit that though because judgment was not for me. Judgment is already too much like Yakuza. I haven't judgment. actually played through Judgment okay. yet. It's, it's just a Yakuza game with some like detective. Yeah, I, I just so finally it, got the so four remaster. So isn't that the perfect so. platform to take a risk on? But oh, I think you have to do a different story than Judgment. Judgment isn't a JRPG to me. Okay. Like right. I think there's too much combat in Judgment as it is. I think Judgment should have leaned further. I think Judgment should have been more like a visual novel. More like a Phoenix Wright game. Well, yeah, I can see that. You know I mean, what I mean? I, there's a little bit of that in there, but there's not. Whereas... I, I get. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, you know I, I mean, I, 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 I I'm get all it. good with. I'm all good. Yeah, it's like the things I come to this franchise for. Like yes. one of them, you just took away from me. Right, Anyways. heat action, doing heat actions. By, oh man, so and, and they're in there, but they're not. It's just different. Yes. It's gonna feel different, yes. but it's okay. It's weird. Yes. It, it'll be interesting. It it's like I like turn-based stuff. Yeah, yeah, but I don't like turn-based stuff from a franchise that is giving me this other thing. That what if I, it's good? That I like. What if it's good? It could be. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, we'll see. we're looking at games like those. We're looking at um, smaller indie games. We've looked at things like roguelikes yeah. and roguelikes and uh, you know all that stuff. And so I, I feel like we're just drawing inspiration from a lot of different places. And so my kind of goal is to find a really good design that works and put piece it together that so it feels like the, the holistic thing feels new and different. Mm-hmm. But maybe each individual element isn't completely we're not reinventing the wheel, right? right? You don't so, have to introduce someone, you know, a new play, someone who sits down and plays is like, oh, okay, I can play this game. I don't need to internalize an entirely new genre of, of game for this. Yeah, absolutely. And also to be really, I mean, upfront about it, it's also a way for us to de-risk our first project, mm-hmm. right? Like if I try to create an entire new genre and mechanic, that's going to be real hard to do. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to do well. And it's going to be even harder to convince somebody to give me 5 to $20 million <laughs> to do that. Yeah. On, on when, you, when we haven't shipped anything in, like... As a unit. Yeah. yeah. You like, yeah Rashad and I can go, like, combined, we've sold, like, 60 million copies of RPGs. <laughs> yes. And mostly that's him, not me, because Skyrim. <laughs> um, congrats, congrats on that, by the yeah. way. Yeah. I, I didn't get rich. You didn't get rich on that? So. Now that thing just filtered down? <laughs> not, you would huh. think. Hmm. Huh. 
But Todd Howard didn't give you his golden Ferrari? No. <laughs> Damn. I didn't even get the golden toilet. <laughs> he, didn't even, he didn't get the golden Hot Wheel. He didn't the even golden get Hot Wheel. <laughs> yeah, of Todd Howard's Ferrari. Right, so I'm curious for you as the creative director on it, as like the the visionary of art. How do you how do you bring this era to life? Is it stylized? Is it like? Is this? Are you going for grimy? Are you going for realistic? It's, it's are you definitely going for... stylized? I mean, like we're, we're we're doing a lot of pre production and sort of like um, concepting yeah. right now. Which is kind of turning into our own uh, house style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, but there's definite, like, anime, like, trappings sure. to it. I mean, because yeah, yeah. anime is just, you know, I don't think people understand, like, how much is a part of the culture. It is about, it is the like, culture. Like, yeah. 100%. It is. Piccolo is black. Like, you know, um, <laughs> just the truth. Can we, can we just get a hat can that says just, that? Uh, yeah, I, Piccolo, I think that exists. It has to. Piccolo is Piccolo black. black hat has to. It's next to the Tom Hanks is black. Yeah. <laughs> but no, right? So, so is that, that's one of the touchstones then. Yeah, like that you know, and that's, of, yeah, and that's like the time period where anime was like still fairly new in right. the uh, US. Mm -hmm. So it just felt like it made a lot of sense like thematically Yeah. to kind of like Go back there. That was that. That was the era of like the silk screen print, like samurai showdown shirt that you got mm -hmm. from from the spot that was just like Hahamaru with doing like the wind the the tornado swipe all over your entire chest. Yep. Yeah, I remember. 100%. I remember people wearing that in college and being like, "And you think that someone's gonna go home with you tonight, like, fam? Like, what you listen? Here? Some people sometimes you meet someone sometimes who likes you just anime. wear what you love and fuck That's everything. Right. Else. Fuck everything else." <laughs> Fuck everything. Spoken people, like an anime character. People wear. People wear, <laughs> people wear I'm not as into anime, which is like I'm starting to like you a little bit. Get into more. It. I, I, people I, wear Nick's jerseys all the time. Is what I want. It's the one thing I want to say. So anyway, uh, no Nick's fans in here. Um, nope. But if you, Lock the door. If you, uh, if anybody checks out the Game Informer article, uh, Rashad's done two really dope concept art pieces in there that kind of are the beginnings of what the style is. Sure. Now it could obviously change. It doesn't tell you like you know th this is early work, but we. Yeah. Wanted to share, um, so I think there's like a combat piece in there. Kind of shows you it's very bright colors, um, and it's kind of a nighttime scene. There's another one of Jacinte, who's the main character, mm -hmm. and uh, her father Poppy, like kind of dead on the corner, and he kind of made a really awesome um, poster art out of that. And I think what's exciting is not just tying into the love of black, uh, like black culture has for anime, mm -hmm. but also. The making something that stands out and like, everyone keeps going realistic and like doubling down on this. And the next console generation is about to come out mm -hmm. and power is about to go up again, not as exponentially as it did like between you know PS2 and X, you know, yeah, PS3. PS3, Xbox 360. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that but, was such a big weird jump. Yeah, it was such a big jump. Um, it, but this is going to be a little bit more linear for lack of a better term, but um. I think that you need to stick out in the market by not chasing the realistic the, the the big boys are going to do that mm -hmm. and they're going to have higher budgets and they're going to spend more money on it and me I'd rather spend more times on something like a uh, more shaded style or anime style something that sticks out that's dope that fits the the game that we want yeah yeah and it's 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 also partly the economy of just like getting it done without like you know yeah. 100 people so right right there are limits to what you can do there but also it's like, how do we do this in a way that stands out? Yeah, yeah. despite and, that. And um, also, the power too is really good for stylization now. Like, you can do a lot of shader tricks that that really sell like two D much better than you could before. So that's wild, cool. That's not a thing I think you you hear very often. Though I guess like I think about something like um, what was it? There's a two D game that came out this year that was actually all in three D. Oh, uh, Bloodstained was something that's like that's a two that's a that doesn't even look two D. Or I guess really what I should talk about is like 
Dragon Ball Fighter Z, the stuff that the, oh, guilt, yeah. that the Arxis team mm-hmm. does. Actually, we looked is, at Dragon Ball. Like, yeah. That was one of the first reference things we looked at, and I played the crap out of that. that I, lo- good. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. Anything else? Any other any other influences that you would like to like shout out when you think about gameplay design, story, uh, world? Like, some, some story? I just say the classic hood movies, man. Do yeah, the right yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh, Juice, New yeah. Jack City, Don't Be a Menace. Uh, sorry, don't be a menace. Do menace to society. <laughs> menace to society. Real. Well, okay, and, but what about what about don't be a menace? I mean, I mean, don't be a menace. Like, is uh, an amazing uh, film. Yeah, you know, but... message. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, shout out to the late John Singleton. Yes, I think he's a pioneer. Course. Really, I was super sad when he passed. You know, California icon did not and, get and boys the in the credit, hood. Man, that, I feel like the Singleton stuff is so wild to me because was so influential and opened up doors by his presence uh, in yeah. a way that, like, I don't think. Th- you would very few people would be like Martin Scorsese, John Singleton, and that's a that sucks. That is a problem. Yeah, you know because I, mean? I think I think Singleton's at that level. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's like um, because he wasn't super active like right now. Yes. It's like people underestimate and forget. Yep. Like how much he contributed like yeah. over the years to like all right. of the shit that you think people is your, like, your say, favorite stuff. Right, people don't even say Spike Lee, John Singleton. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. Like, even inside of black and Real frankly, I mean, I, I, there's lots of things with Spike I love, but he's had a lot more misses oh, than Singleton ever did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you he, name like 10 classic good things, Singleton's in like six of them. Yeah, right, exactly. And you don't even absolutely. realize it. You're just yeah. like, wait, wait, wait baby, what? Baby boy? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Doing everything. Exactly. I was really sad when he passed. I mean, I, he's obviously a huge influence in my personal life as a, somebody who loves film. Watch, but also there was like this this voice in my head that is like I want to make a game that would make someone like that proud, yeah. like that he would be like, oh, you carrying a torch in a different way. And I realize I'm not I, I'm not a black man or what yeah. you know my background is different as an Indian American, but you know I still care about the culture in a certain way, and I, I want to have authentic voices and people involved in our collaborative projects. And I feel like Corner Wolves has the ability to be that sort of thing. And so for me, like seeing, we want to make things that would make folks like that proud, right? Like that, that even if they're from a different medium, yeah. like that, that they would like. So I'm curious, new topic. You both come for, again from RPG heritage. You both have done the work in that space. What do you think of the, where the RPG is at right now, at the end of this generation, the end of this console cycle? Like, what what is your vibe on where things are? You got me into one of my fa- now favorite RPGs. Which? Nier Automata. Oh, word? And I finally did all the playthroughs. Amazing. Kato literally just finished it last week. Yeah. Also. I, I, I had like... That be- is so not a thing I thought you... Did, I don't... Did I give you like the hard sell on it? It was like, you no, did- you have to do it. You were kind of just like, you have to do it. Okay. And you're like, you have to go through it all three times because it's actually different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't like the playthrough B. It wasn't different That's, enough. Yep. But, mm-hmm. I, but you were like, you just told me, skip all the side stuff, power through it. And yeah. when I did that, and I hit C, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. So that, one, like, that transition from B to C. Is here's the thing that's kind of happened RPG has expanded out to everything, right? Your yep. NBA 2K20 or, you know, has yeah. RPG systems in its growth patterns. Your, your CODs have RPG systems. Everything kind of has a bit of RPG, and MMO stuff is in everything now because of live service, right? right? So the lines between genres has been blurred, and I think that's actually a good thing, right? So I think where RPG uh, is is in a really great position overall. You have things like The Witcher, mm-hmm. uh, which have done very well in a more classical sense, you know, old school. Um, you have some more indie stuff like the um, the Baldur's Gate three is coming out, right, and the right, Divinity right. games, and um, the Obsidian folks have made some stuff. I haven't played Outer Worlds yet, yeah, but I hear great things like it. about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's the kind of thing I want to play. I just my backlog is huge, and yeah, I'm sure you also are like so, super curious about that. So. 
The game I'm playing right now is uh, Disco Elysium. Okay, so that oh, was yeah, a yeah, huge yeah. Thought, that's a huge that, thing I wanted to bring up. So I haven't played yet, but he, he, I don't do I, drugs. Uh -huh. But if I did do drugs, <laughs> I would love to do drugs and play that game. I, I do drugs. Are you telling me that I should I should be smoking something, smoking a blunt and playing Disco Elysium tonight? I you think know? you might get a very uh, spiritual experience out of that. <laughs> oh, I should do some mushrooms. I'm so curious. Ooh, I'm so curious about your take on what Mom, this if you're listening is, to this, I do not do mushrooms. <laughs> as a gameplay designer, because you, you can probably speak to this, that like the way that game handles like uh, res like action resolution and like what what counts as being like um, a difficult thing is so much broader than what most RPGs consider this is like a tough decision or this is a, a risky encounter. They figured out a, a really clever way to basically give you a party system that uh, you carry with you at all times. Right, which is... Which is your, your yourself. Stats. Yeah. Your stats basically talk to you. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, no, I need it. He's, been he, he's, he's the one who told me all about it and then... I was like, well, this counts as reference check it, for work, so it does. It <laughs> let's, does. Let's buy a copy. Um, and, and he's been playing it, and like it just. And I heard you talk on the podcast about it yeah, uh, yeah, briefly yeah. a few weeks ago. With I think was a Klepik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like it just sounds incredibly cool. Yes, I think, and I, I know I don't have time to delve into it right now. I don't. But either, it but sounds I like the thing anyway. that I would love. You're like fucking. I'm gonna make yeah. the time. You're like it's I'll like, be it's like a very uh, cool modern interpretation of like a pen and paper yep. um, system, which you know I like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's cool. Do you think generally, I guess, again, from the art side and stuff like that, do you think that there is a, a stuff happening in the RPG space that is like, do you think there's been development in that in this last, I really think about like the last two generations, starting at like the Xbox 360 era, where like you see Oblivion hit and open up, open up the genre to a lot of people who weren't there, coming in more with Fallout 3, coming in more with Mass Effect, coming in more with Dragon Age, et cetera, like that, the, again, the Bethesda Bioware crew like that those teams did so much to bring in new people for Western RPGs in Japanese RPGs. You had Final Fantasy 15, you had Final Fantasy 14 as the, on the MMO side that people love huge, huge, huge genre. Um, do, but do you think there's like, what is next for the RPG? What is the thing that, that could, that could like be the next generational jump in the same way that I think about people think about like the Bethesda style RPG as being a thing that owned the last two generations. I think the, the, the last frontier for, RPGs is procedural storytelling. Interesting. I think, okay. I think when people figure yeah. out how to procedurally generate a narrative and procedurally generate characters that can generate those narratives, that's going to be like yeah, yeah, yeah. The and there's final cool work happening frontier. there. And yeah, and, you know, and if you want to make these RPGs um, as big as you know they are, yeah. you know, at cost, like it's a problem that people are going to have to solve. Right, you know, um, so I so I can't wait to see like where where that goes, mm -hmm. um, because I you know I think it's gonna be really cool, whoever does it first. Yeah, I'm gonna be more self promotional. Say the hood RPG. There it is. <laughs> see, Corner Wolves coming some some year. It's probably not the future. Soon. Yeah, definitely don't ask. It's not coming soon. So uh, when is Corner Wolves coming to stores? <laughs> it is going to be released on January. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. All right. Last question because we are, we are running low on time here. Yep. Kato has a meeting uh, and we have to leave this room. Uh, I need to know. We're gonna do. We're gonna do the thing we have to do. Okay. Which is. I haven't decided which version of it. We're going to do a top five. All right. We top five. And it's like, should we do hip hop top five or should we do video game top five? Your call is your, is your show. It's, you're right. It is my show. Hip hop top five. All right. 
I want to hear it. Uh, I, I, my caveat is always these are my yeah, favorites, yeah, and I don't think these are necessarily the quote unquote yes. best. This is this is all top. Well, you're, I was gonna say that's what all top fives are, and that's not true. No, I know people like no. You, we all see that it. Twitter. We all yes. see that Twitter like list that's there is number like, one. Joe Budden. <laughs> <laughs> number two. Yeah, Mister Mister can't choose a beat. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> Wait, no, just gonna hit me. Like, wow. Oh, pump yeah, it up is like pump it up is, is a just all time produced. classic. Yeah. Uh, it's a good song. Um oh, no, it's a great song. It's, yeah. it's a super fun club song. Um so my number one all time. Um I'm just gonna put co number ones, uh Big Boy and Andre okay. three thousand, yep, right? Okay. I'm Outcast stand for life. Yeah, yeah. Grew up in the DC area, led us yes. a lot of Dirty South. Uh those are two of my favorites. Uh I'm gonna put push in in the conversation. Yes. I'm putting them at three for right now because you're making me do this on the fly. Uh-huh. Um, Missy is in my top five. Ooh. Missy is absolutely Ooh. in my top five. It was just like the what was the anniversary? 15 year anniversary of one of her records. Um, her 20 year anniversary. Yeah, and she had like a a shorter album that like an EP that yeah, came yeah, out. Yeah, EP's all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not. Right. I mean, I, I wish yeah, there was a little. But I mean, she's a pioneer. Yes. And like in the South, like her sound from Virginia just kind of like. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of my youth at college and stuff like that. It was like Clips Records, Poison yeah, Neptune, sure. stuff like that. Um, and then I don't know who should be five here. Well, who was one? One oh, was I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying Outcast as yeah, a whole is one. And yes. I think Big Boy does not get enough credit. Agreed. You know just that because, tweet that went around earlier this year that yes. was like about how was that was that was that yes, Jules. Is that who it was? I think so. I yeah. might be wrong on this. But one that it, was like, well, Andre three thousand is like the smart one. And like, yo, people yo. sleep on Big Boy, and it gets oh. me mad. Um, and, Out- and, and <laughs> Outcast is one of the most influential music groups of any genre ever. Yeah, I mean, organized noise as a whole, Dungeon Family as a whole, 100%. like Na- they just created yeah. a whole genre mm-hmm. of sound. Mm-hmm. Name me any other rap group that completely reinvented themselves every single album. Every record, work. every record, yeah, absolutely. And that run, I always say that run of five records. Yeah. You name me an artist that has a run better than Southern Playlist, like AT Aliens, Equimini, Stanconia, and then the and worst then, of the five, which right, is still right, won the Grammy. Right. <laughs> right, was the crossover hit? Was the crossover hit right. and separate like the only bad album they ever had, and it wasn't even bad. It's just mediocre. It's it Idle Wild, and that and that album's all right. It's all right. I've gone back to it. Yeah, I, I went can, back to it this summer actually. Yeah, when it. Yeah, I, I went back to it. Um, There's some alright tracks. I, I'm just gonna say Cameron for right now for number okay. five because I'm a big I, you know fan. What? I love that about. If you, you ask me, my top five on any single day is going to change. Really different. So, uh, yes. but but always at the top will be Big Boy. Actually, Pimp C might be on that list too. That's six. We, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mm, do it, do it is Pimp C or is it Cam? Mm. I think you have okay. I think you have a, a you have to say Cam. You're making a game in Harlem. In Harlem, it's true. And and I mean, oh, I'm, I'm well, then you're going to say Mace too. Then you right? have to say Mace. Then, no, too. no, we. I, I don't know, <laughs> Reverend we, Mace. Please, <laughs> M- Miss, M- Mason Bella. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Mason Bella. Oh, you know what? You already have. You already have push, and push does a good bass impression. So, oh, it's true. You're it's safe. True. It's true. No, no. You, I think it is Kim, but I think if I was going one more, it would be like the six would be Pimp Pimp C. Okay, Pimp R.I.P. Yep, absolutely, Rashad. Do you have right. a top five? Are you ready? I do, but it's it's more traditional. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would okay. There's, there's also also you're from Oakland. I am, which shades this. So, so I mean, like, pop, are the rappers so like, from Oakland? Pockets wow! Like, oh, yo, wow! The spice. My man about to get slapped. And I just lost one of my partners. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's cool. That's what I expect a Canadian to say. Oh, you gonna catch the fade outside? <laughs> 
Hey, are we uh, hey, getting stares from outside? People are does, not used does to Vice the live stream uh, dev fights. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> World star shit. I'm, Square okay. up. Yeah. All right. So more traditional top five. So Pac is in my top five. Okay, but Oakland Pac. Oh wow, Oakland Pac. Oakland You're Pac. like that is it. Just okay. Um, Jay. Yeah. Same. Nas. Same. Mm, you know what? I'm mm. Nas. <sighs> Oh, you disagree? I don't know. I Nas was in my top five for so long. How could he not be? He's incredible. I know. The thing that ends up happening is I end up doing a recency bias where it's like new stuff comes out and I want to not be the old head. I want to be open. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. His, so, his latest stuff hasn't been great. His late, he hasn't had a But that's a all right, though, because minute. the older stuff is all the time. greatest. It is. Like, it is. No, of so course. it's like, yes. you know, yes. the body of work is like c- cemented. I would say the trunk of the work is cemented, but like the upper branches have yeah, been. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Austin on this would one. Would you say the same about M? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. M is not in my top five anymore. Continue your top five. I'm not trying to. Is right, M in your I top name? five? Uh, you said, Pac, you said Oakland, Oakland Pac. Pac. Uh, Jay, who I do agree with, despite, yeah, yeah. despite I mean, the no, no. same criticism a, being valid. No, no, a real list should have Jay and Nas on it, right? I agree. just didn't grow up listening to that stuff yeah, as yeah, much. No, that's I got into that stuff later. That's how it is. All right. And big. And big. big. And big. So that is, so wait, and then and then Eminem? No. No. Sweet. So that's four. Who's your fifth? The fifth slot to my most is my yeah, favorite slot. It, because it, the fifth slot, you get leeway to do, that's how you get Cameron on a list. Like, he actually said outcast, and I would actually agree with that, but I but now I got to come up with like a, a different, like a, 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 yeah, a UGK? different five. <laughs> Bundy? So I'm like, I'm trying to, like, I want to say like, um, maybe like cute. Because oh, like, okay. yeah. like Ice Cube or Snoop, yeah, you know, um, they created so they much. They both culture. had really, really high. Their peaks. highs are really yeah. high. They, right. I mean, they ran all yeah. the sound for a, a long period. It feels. like. I remember yes. um, when America's Most Wanted came out and everybody was shitting on him because he had just left, right? And everybody w- and he came out with but that, was, and I was, was like, like, well, but he reinvented himself. Yep. He went to the East Coast. He grabbed the Bomb Squad, yep. and you know, like. It's like when Game came out after, you know, the whole yeah, fifth. Uh-huh. It's, it's like mm-hmm. you count it out, but the next album is dope. Like, if what it's can dope, you it's say? Dope. You got to give say? it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The, um, so going back briefly, the idea of, like, contributed so much to the sound. I think about this with Jay a lot and about Just Blaze specifically is, like, Blueprint drops. It changes hip-hop forever. Yeah. yeah. And it's wild that, like, we do the top five list. And it's like, that to me is why Jay is on the list. Is that, like, between Blueprint and Black Album. The and and between, yeah, between like, Reasonable Doubt. You do, like, Reasonable Doubt. To Volume 2. To Volume 2. Then you ju- For me, then you jump. I like, there's stuff in the middle there that's valid that I like. But in terms of shaping what yeah, the sound yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, for sure. You for get sure. two and a half decades of sound between Reasonable Doubt, Volume 2, uh, uh, Blue or Blueprint and Black Album. Yeah, Jay's yeah. worst album is okay, right? It's okay, like, but yeah. so much of it was, but so much of that is producers, right? Like Blueprint is Blueprint because Blaze and Kanye. Yeah, I, I think just Jay, my my thing that knocks him down a slight bit, and then like he's an all timer, obviously. It was like the things like Blueprint Two, yeah, totally. The original was just like. There's like really good songs on there, and they made it eventually to Blueprint 2.1, which yeah, is amazing. Which is great, but it's really bloated. Yes. Like, yes. like that the, whole the, era of hip hop. That's was true. That. That's I true. Think everybody's features. got one like that. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Double, there, there's, so, no, good, there's not good double albums in general. Like there should. Yeah, is there any? No, I mean very few. Again, you do outcast love, yeah, speaker box love, love below. Uh, but but it's I think still that's the worst we, of the yeah. because I think half of the love below isn't actually that great. Yeah, like the the latter half of that isn't that great. I think Big Boy has the stronger side of that. 
I think I like it still, but I'm I get you. I think you're right. I like it because I treat it like the Andre 3000 solo yes. album that everybody asks. That for. everybody asks. I'm for. like I already got that. It. Yeah. It's called it's, the Love Below. Yeah, exactly. Outcast is the only group that makes me feel like I was um, not mature enough to appreciate it. Like when it when came, it came out, out at like, that damn, time. I'm not, I gotta do because like when I go I, back, yes. Now I'm like, oh, like this is like, yeah, this is you know, grown, like this the, is grown, top, you know, grown person like, yeah. shit. It Absolutely, is. you need to have the the palette hasn't been developed. And four 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 was dope. Four 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 is amazing. Four, four, I love four four four. Yes, agreed. I didn't love some of if the you, albums right before that. If you have to put someone from the last ten years who blew up in the last ten years, not started in the last ten years, because a lot of people blew up in the last ten years, but did not necessarily. Who would that be? Kendrick. Kendrick. Oh uh, yeah, Kendrick. It would easily be like. If... So can I say something that I don't know? So I I went back the last few weeks. I re-listened to like. Everything from like section section what, section eighty, section 80 I think, for, yeah. forward, and I like it still. Mm -hmm. I'm not as high on it as I was two or three years ago. And then I went back and I listened to everything from Vince Staples, and that holds up. Vince in a way is I did super not. underrated. I liked, the, I liked the earlier stuff. Like uh, Vince more um, yeah. than yeah. What was like it, his double album is actually pretty. It's still a little bit bloated. It's still a bit bloated. But 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 like was it like summertime? Yeah, summertime. That, I mean, uh, 06? Uh, summertime oh six is for me. Summertime oh six might be. Summertime 06 is an all-time If I we talk about just albums, Summertime 06 might make it You know for what? Me. Like, he had a really can, unorthodox sound on yes. that album that was, like, just different. Yes. And now his, like, current stuff is more You're right. traditional. It is more traditional. And, like, and funny so, yeah. because the Summertime 06 sound is now other places Yeah, in a way that, like, it's it just feels like it was ahead of its time a little bit. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, Loki, uh, Vince Staples, one of the funniest motherfuckers. Uh, incredible. Like, you watched his, his... I watched, like, one of the episodes yeah, of his show. I need to be watching that. It's very funny. But, like, I've been traveling Also, shout out to Vince Staples for calling out R. Kelly that one time. Yeah, no, Vin, I, 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 <laughs> love, I, I love Vince. Um, anyway. Yeah, the, the last 10 years, I think, I guess that's just past Gucci, because Gucci was yeah, like, well, 05, Yeah, Gucci's a 506. But Gucci's Cole is in that, too, right? You know, Cole is in that. And If you had asked me a few years ago... Yeah. I would have said someone like Migos, but uh, not anymore. Not like anymore. the second they blew up, yep. like they just started pushing out the same bullshit. Future, honestly, Future too. Who yeah, I think you know Future... what? Future was one of my favorite. Like DS two, one of my yep. favorite. I, Future yep. highly problematic, yep. problematic fave. Yes. I recognize that. Like y'all are gonna yell at me. Yes, totally. Also, um, like because I like Outcast, Dungeon Family, Future's a second generation. Of course, DS. of course. Um, who else in the last ten? I think Kendrick's the best answer because like Kendrick got me. It's automatic. Yeah, it's yeah, automatic. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You're right. No, Good Kid, Mad City. Also, you know, j j shout out to Just again. Like he worked on a Good yeah. Kid. Good Man, Kid is it, so like when you're doing that full listen through. It was like Good Kid is still unimpeachable. It That's is still one front of, to back. And you know what? Because of the streaming era, the way streaming works, I don't think we're gonna see concept albums like that anymore. Mm -hmm. Right? It's all about singles and stuff. Mm -hmm. And we've kind of lost the idea of the album, which as an artist hurts me because. Or again, we see it just not from. <laughs> Not for major label releases. Yeah, I mean, it's, but it's from, even harder to do, yeah. and like people don't listen to music that way anymore. Yeah. They're all about like the curated playlist and shit like that. You know what fucks me up is until this year, I probably would have put Chance on my favorite of the top last ten years. I like Chance a lot. That I like last albums. That, well, that last album was like made me rethink thoughts about my life. I love Acid I Rap. Like, <laughs> when Acid Rap came out, I like out, Acid Rap, and I like, Acid Rap was amazing. And I like um ten uh, ten day. Which was Ten the, Days Amazing. Which was great before Chance that. is like the Coloring only guy who gets good, to like shit on you and be like, bless you. Bless you. And then bounce. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 100%. Yeah. And then, and then yeah, this last album was just so, so, so washed. Yeah, but, you know, there's guys coming up. I don't want to put them in like the top top or whatever, but just there's a lot of people I listen to now, like Dave East. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah um, totally. 
you know, a boogie mm -hmm. from New York, mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of those folks got really good voices. That I think I really like Mikey Moore from. I actually don't know Mikey uh, Moore. Mike, look up Mikey Moore. His best stuff just got pulled off Spotify for some reason, which <laughs> oh, is funny. Man. But he has some good stuff uh, on Spotify. On uh, his SoundCloud is dope. Okay. Mikey Moore, M O R E from uh, Lord Fort Lauderdale in Florida, which is cool. Yeah. Um, also, else? Kodak Black just got locked up today. Thank Did God. he? Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm against jail, but also that boy was getting a lot. I mean, he's a problem. He, he, no, I, I, can't, I cannot nope, rock with I him. I cannot rock with him. Obviously. I'm not saying. There are, there are people out there who are like, I will nod my head to this beat. And also, I'd never want them to be near me or my city or any. I remember any, the day when like, I was listening to like that um, breakout hit for XXX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Same. I found out like what the things he mm -hmm. had done. Same thing with Takashi. Oh yeah. Like, well, I, you know what? I liked Gummo and his first couple yes. songs from the sound. Like he had yeah, that thing. That sound. But yeah. you could tell he was a clown. Like, and, a, yes. and now he's a snitch. And now he's a snitch, a, a clown, snitch clown, and a, Wait, and okay. debatably. Okay, last ten years uh, is, y, is YG last ten years? YG. Why? When did YG start? I don't. I want to say. I, I want to say late two thousands. Okay, but maybe you're yeah. right. Because no, like YG, I, I put up there. Right. I really like YG's sound. Yeah. I like his. I like his style. Um, I like that song he did recently with Loco. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. um, I can know the, the the Latinx artist. Mm -hmm. Um, he's got a really interesting, good West Coast sound. I feel like that I fucks with. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, he called out. Tamagotchi 69 all over the place, which needed to happen. <laughs> that fake ass blood. He said Tamagotchi 69. He's a fake ass blood. <laughs> oh my God. It'd be like me, walk, me a kid I from know, the suburbs. It would be. Me from the suburbs of DC and Maryland. We'd be it's like, yeah, blood. I'm hood. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> no. No, I respect the culture, but. Yeah. I know where, yeah. All right. Well, I like, you know what? I respect both your top fives. My over, the overlap there is, is real for real. So let's just do a full podcast where we, we should talk hip hop. I would love to. I mean, we said it last time. Now we're saying it again. Third time it's yes. going to happen. Yeah. Well, it's like the stuff that's out there's, there are good hip hop podcasts out there, comma, but no, but we, we're like, not on them. <laughs> Yeah, so like the they're not the, as good as they could the be. The intersection of the that's culture, uh, uh, fact, of right a hip hop culture, black culture, and in gaming it's, culture. It, that's, let's find that let's intersection. Find that's, let's, yes. let's do that. All right. We live it every day. So, I like, mean, that's true. No, it's true. Like, you know what? Like I said this very early on, having an, uh, a, a new studio is like the first time. Like, we talk and, like, you can code switch and it's not a big problem. Right. You can just be yourself. Uh, like, I, do we, you know. We've had the codes. Have we had the, we haven't, but we've had the code switch. I mean, we're talking about, like, a code switch mechanic in our game, right? Because Jacente is half Dominican, half. Right. So, like, I, I don't know exactly what that is yet. Yes. We're, we're but you're thinking about that. Yeah. It's like, how do you make a conversation system where code switching is a mechanic? How do you do these sorts of things? I think yeah. those are, those are things that haven't happened in an RPG. Those are, those are places that, you know, instead of the sad, happy, mad uh, bullshit that you just getting every right. I won't shade my former employees. your former employees for the games that you're proud of working. I on. I am proud of working on it, and with I learned teams that you probably had good friends on. And et oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's never the, the the people at the low level, right? It's always management. It's always management. It's always management. It's very funny. You say it's that the not creatives, not <laughs> uh, not creatives ruin everything. Not creatives. They well, except for when they're the ones who know how to make sure you you can like pay your people and get your spreadsheets done right and it's so you're telling Shane that you just <laughs> you need to get nah, paid? Shane no nah, I mean you know I, I just <laughs> filed like five invoices so <laughs> fuck you pay me um he's on his jet <laughs> Shane Shane yeah Shane if mm, we're gonna move on uh, <laughs> whoops my where bad. can people find you on the internet well first Monvier? off uh, please uh, thank you for getting my name right I really appreciate it I'm learning that. it I'm just gotta yeah. get in here um, you can follow me at King Curry Thunder on Twitter and Instagram but please also check out at Brass Lion Ent on Twitter and Instagram EMT. and 
ENT, short for entertainment, right. and at Corner Wolves. If you want to know more about the project, check out the new Game Informer that's out now. The Blizzard issue has got Diablo 4 stuff in it, and it's also got some great concept art that Rashad has made and a lot more about our philosophy. Um, yeah. Rashad, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me at uh, Spice Brother one on our Twitter. <laughs> The spice is real. Uh, between King Curry Thunder and and Spice Brother One, the the degree of heat coming off of these microphones is is high. A lot of Scovilles. A lot a of Scovilles. Lot, ooh, high Scovilles. Yeah. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Follow everything we do here at Waypoint. Twitter.com slash Waypoint. Waypoint.vice.com. Facebook.com slash Waypoint. Vice. Uh, we'll be back sometime in the future. I don't know when this is dropping, but we'll be back a number of days from now to talk more about video to talk more about video games, probably less about hip hop. Unfortunately, they won't let me do that. That's why I have to take advantage of this opportunity. Well, we appreciate you having us. Man. Thank you for coming. Yeah, through. absolutely. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, as, as I say at the end of every podcast now, fuck capitalism. Go home. Fuck capitalism, but you know, but you also, money. but also, you, we all need money. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> you can fund my projects. But you can fund. Yeah, exactly. Peace. <laughs>